parties. This last question is important because absent filibuster-proof majorities, only the policies for which there is a rough bipartisan consensus will last. In the Senate, for example, if you have a 51 to 49 majority, you can ram something through on a party-line vote. But when the other party comes into power, your policy reform is undone. Ultimately, politics is not about one party beating the other, but about listening to the American people enough to know what policy changes will command bipartisan support over the long run. It is this listening that has led me to write this book. I have listened to the American people all my life, from my days on the road as a basketball player, through my years in the Senate to my campaign for the presidency. And even now, among other ways, in preparing my weekly serious satellite radio show, American Voices, those long years of listening have led to the proposals in this book. I call this book The New American Story because I believe we've been told a story about America that simply isn't true. But we've been told it so often that it seems true. It's a story of no possibility, of too few resources and no political will, of fear and lack of compassion, of individual consumerist values at home, and America-only policies abroad. But Americans are better than the current story says we are, and Americans have begun to question this story. Now we need a new story about who we are and what we might do together as a country. For those who say Americans are too diverse to rally around a new American story, I say that's not so. People in America may speak with different accents, but they all care about a few basic things—family, work, health, and the education of their children. Whether in the small town in Missouri where I grew up, or the large metropolitan areas of New Jersey I represented for so many years, people shared these same concerns. For years I've listened to the stories that people told about their lives. From stories you learn something deeper than what you learn from laws or speeches or newspapers or blue-ribbon panel reports, because when you listen to people's stories, you can see it if they get tears in their eyes or they smile. You see the effects of policies because you see how these policies work in the human context. If the job of a politician is to serve humanity, then politicians have to pay attention to human beings, with all of their aspirations and shortcomings. Every time I talk to people who have no health insurance, or to families without the means to find a good education for their children, or to pensioners who have lost their pensions, or to the many others whose lives would be so much better if we made a few basic changes in policy, I think that somewhere along the way we must have lost our capacity to imagine something better for our country. But things can change. The 2006 midterm elections are striking evidence of that. I grew up near the Mississippi River. Often I would go down and sit by the Mississippi and think of all the rivulets that flowed into the little streams that then flowed into the bigger streams that flowed into the Missouri and the Ohio and then of how those bigger rivers would flow into the mighty Mississippi. And I would imagine those who came to the Mississippi for the first time, 
the trappers and the traders and the founders of little communities and the immigrants who came to work in the small-town factories along its banks. I would watch the current, how it never stopped. The river never stopped. It just kept going. And that's America's destiny, to keep going, pursuing the dream of our founders. The river also teaches us about death and rebirth. Floods rise and fall. Factories come and go. Communities flourish and dry up. Things die and get reborn in a new form. In a fundamental sense, we're on the brink of a rebirth in this country. We've had a down cycle. But American idealism isn't dead. It can be reawakened. Every American citizen is like one of those small rivulets that, flowing together, can make something mighty. There's an emotional dimension to this for me because I'm outside the political pressure.